Good morning. I think now you can hear me. And, uh, you know, when you do like this nowadays, a belt around your waist, it is dangerous in some places. But I'm not those type. So you uh, stay uh, relaxed, don't worry. Uh, this morning, uh, I thought of sharing something that I really felt is a break from tradition. But for those who know me from the worship uh, at MENA, they know that I usually break from tradition. So uh, I chose to talk about a topic that I don't think that I have heard many people talk about. And uh, people, some, uh, some even may say it's not good to exhibit something like this. This is what Miss Kathy did. She laughed a while ago. So it is about laughing <laughs> and smiling. Uh, of course, uh, I have to uh, make her also relax. No, laughing and smiling is a good, it's not a sin, and it's not bad, and it's not against the Bible. It's not, it's biblical still. <laughs> so uh, the topic for today actually is about smiling and laughing, laughter and smile. And as I heard the, the children's story, and I imagined uh, Saul, you know, this person who got a permission to go to Damascus to uh, 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 arrest and kill uh, all the believers in Christ, I don't think that he ever dares or thinks to, uh, to smile or to laugh. No, he has a, a holy mission, and this mission does not require any laughing or any uh, smiling. Uh, he must be, uh, uh, he should be frowning, and he should be uh, 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 totally uh, serious because he's gonna going for a holy mission. And I think for preachers also we sometimes think that we, if we are gonna preach, we have to be also this way. We have to be uh, 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 serious about it. Or elsewise, it's not, it might not be that uh, applicable or acceptable. But I know that our church is not uh, this and we don't think this way, I believe. You know, uh, the, the reason I chose to speak about uh, smile and laughter is it, it's because it is something that nowadays we are missing. For over a year now, our faces and our mouth are behind the mask. We rarely see one another smiling, except on Zoom. And in Zoom, you feel that the people that you are talking to are not real people. Yes, you know, this is Dr. Larry, this is Pastor Rick, this is uh, Pastor Sandoval, or, but still, there is no this real uh, sense of intimacy that uh, you are so close to the person, even though they are smiling on the screen. And even though you think that they are smiling at you or you are smiling at them. And then, of course, it's not only the masks, it's not only the COVID-19 that is causing this. It is also the loss of our loved ones. This has also caused us to lose our smile, to lose our laughter. And even if we smile or laugh, it's not uh, tasty. There is something uh, wrong. There is something missing. There is something deep inside our hearts that is pushing us onto the other side, into frowning, into gloomness, into maybe crying or feeling a bit sad, not believing what you have heard or what you have seen or what you have witnessed. However, God is still urging us to have a smile on our faces. God is urging us to laugh. And of course, uh, when you think of laughter, you speak, you think of incidents where uh, you have laughed, 
or people laugh or the famous laughters of some people. For example, when I remember this, some uh, incidents come to my mind. Uh, uh, during our studies here at uh, Middle East College back then, uh, we used to meet in a class where the teacher was quite tough and the students were not able to give him a hard time. So they were looking for ways how to tease him without he picking on them and say, why are you uh, acting in a bad way in class? So when he, the teacher used to speak, say something funny, so the whole class laughs. And this particular student laughs. But she used to laugh in a very particular way that when you hear it, you know that there is something behind it. So I think, I hope I can remember the laugh. She, she goes like this. Maybe you have it right now in, uh, at the university. It's a very annoying smile. I hope I made it annoying so that you experience what I have experienced. So the teacher knows that this is a, 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 an intentional smile, but at the same time, the teacher couldn't do anything about it because it is a smile. You made us laugh, so are laughing. Are you gonna control the way I laugh? This is how I laugh. So I was very careful with that when it comes to smiling. One day, one friend of mine came to visit us at our place. And it was at night time. And of course, you know that electricity goes off at 6 and comes back at 8. I don't know at what time. So we were sitting in the living room laughing. I was laughing, and my friend was laughing, and my son Ramon was in the room sitting. So the electricity went off, and everything was totally dark. So my friend and I were laughing. So my friend was laughing like this, <laughs> and I was laughing like this. <laughs> My friend was laughing, ha, 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 and I said, ha, ha, ha. So after our guest left, Ramon came from the room and said, when the electricity went off and you and your friend were laughing, I was, I thought that I'm watching a horror movie. What is it that, how, how comes you are laughing the way you are laughing? So this is uh, another type of, uh, of laughing, that you are really uh, scaring people when you come uh, to, to laugh. And then, of course, uh, you know, when I uh, paid attention to this, uh, when I became a teacher back then, I still remember vividly what they used to do, the hard time that they used to give to the teachers. So I used to tell my students, look, I'm going to speak in class, and I will say something that might make you laugh. But if you feel you don't have the tendency to laugh, don't force yourself into laughing. I will appreciate it more if you stay frowning other than pretending to laugh. So please, don't laugh if you don't have the, the ability or the willingness or the desire to laugh. And I think some, some of my students uh, accepted the fact, and I could see when I say something funny, some of the class don't uh, smile, so I say this is good. I managed to convey uh, the, the message, you know, that uh, uh, now they are not uh, smiling unless they... Of course, we have also uh, uh, a famous uh, musician, uh, Egyptian musician called Abdul Wahab, Muhammad Abdul Wahab, who's, by the way, used to be fond of Lebanon. And he used to go to Birdauna in, uh, in Zahla, uh, where he sings and he uh, plays the music. And he has a very, very distinct laugh. He laughs like this. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Nothing more, nothing less. This is the way he smiled. Even sometimes when you watch a play uh, on TV, 
there is a play where the people used to laugh twice. They laugh once at the actors when they perform, and they laugh another time at one of the audience who laughs in a very, very funny way. So I will maybe share with you uh, some of this. So the people just laugh at the play, and then the person laughs, and the people laugh after this person, so they laugh twice. I'm not sure if they have paid him later on for making them laugh or not, but this is at least what used to happen. And another thing is that uh, uh, when, you, uh, when it comes to laughter, you know, it, it is contagious. When you laugh, it is contagious. And there are two types of laughters that uh, are quite familiar. There is the uncontrolled laughter. I don't know if you have uh, experienced this, that all of the sudden, without uh, a reason, you find yourself Maybe I'm getting it now. I don't know what's wrong. So you find yourself just laughing without knowing why. Just laughing. And people look at you and say, laugh. Why are you laughing? Say, I don't know. Would you please stop laughing? I can't. <laughs> please stop laughing. No way. What's, what's wrong? This is uh, insane. They say, I, I know, but I can't stop laughing. What can I do? Please stop laughing. And of course, if you are a parent and your child is, is doing this, you know how to have your child uh, stop laughing. Some places that you go to, automatically you put it, switch it off, and the, then the child. But what if it is if you are uh, an adult like us? What will you do when you are uh, uh, just uh, uh, getting this and you are not able to stop laughing? Of course, uh, they say there are some mechanisms that you have to do it. You, ha you can also you can bite your lips, your lower lips like this. So just when you feel that you are laughing and not able to control your laugh, just bite your lip, just and push hard. And by this, you will say I instead of ha ha, and then you will stop laughing. And another thing, you just think of something that you have experienced bad in the past. You hit a wall or you hit a car hit you or whatever. Just remember something that was really dramatic and drastic that happened to you back then, and then you can uh, stop uh, laughing. And sometimes you are laughing at something that you are embarrassed to tell the others why you are laughing about, you know? So uh, people will say something that is a word that is really funny, and they say it and you laugh. And then they, they, they say, why did they laugh? Then, then they don't know, they, they say, I'm not saying uh, something wrong. So what did the people, why did the people laugh? So they say it again, so the people laugh again. I will say something to Amal, my wife, you know, she will know it in Arabic. Uh, it's a word from Tataliya. When you encourage somebody to work hard, you say, keep up the good spirit. So in, in Bani Adi, they say, shiddu hleku, shiddu hleku. So a pastor from Bani Adi came to us at the uh, Nile Union Academy saying, uh, keep up the good spirit. And he said, okay, guys, I'm leaving you now. Shiddu hleku. So we are just dying out of laughing. We laugh and say, okay, okay, you are good students, you are uh, behaving students, I see that you are very polite, trying to uh, 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 push us or to force us to stop laughing. And then he says, okay, now I'm leaving, leaving, shiddu alaykum. And then once he says shiddu alaykum, we go back to laughing again. And then he's puzzled, what is wrong? Why are they laughing? So we don't know, we cannot uh, tell, but uh, anyhow. He kept repeating it, I think, five times, and every time he says it, we laugh. And he doesn't know what is going on. Of course, he went, uh, I think he went home uh, uh, injured, thinking that there is something wrong with him, not knowing what was it. What was it? However, uh, one of us should have been 
courageous enough and say, Pastor so-and-so, uh, you are saying the word so-and-so in a very funny way, at least to us, according to us, if we come from a, a different village or so. However, we didn't say it, and we just laughed, and maybe he doesn't know it up till now. And now you reminded me that I will write him an email if I get his email address just to say why we laughed back then about him. The other thing that make me laugh, uh, you know, uh, when I watch uh, dwarves, you know, those short people, uh, those uh, not in the street. I don't laugh at those that I meet in the street, those dwarves, those short guys. And I have full respect and uh, love and, 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 and feeling and sympathy with those uh, short guys. However, once on TV came a group of uh, dwarves and they said, we made a team to come and perform wrestling, you know? And we are wrestling not for the sake of winning any prizes. We are just wrestling for the sake of making people laugh. And they came on TV and they started wrestling. And I tell you, I just hit the ceiling by laughing, you know? We just kept laughing for almost the, the long time. No way to stop uh, laughing, especially the way when they hit each other. So you find two of them trying to hit each other, and the one who hits is the one who falls to the ground. So you look here, who should fall? And then you do it like this, so the other who hits falls to the ground. And they have this funny way, they hold their, uh, I don't know what, short this way, and they go like this. Uh, I, by the way, I advise you to watch uh, something about dwarves when you go uh, home uh, uh, this evening. So it's all uh, about laughter. It's all about smile. And then there is the holy laughter, you know? Holy laughter, this is something really strange, where Christians believe that, okay, uh, if you are into the church and you are praying and the Holy Spirit uh, is poured on the group or, or, or the congregation, then you will feel like shouting and screaming and laughing out of control. Not in a way that can be controlled, a way that you cannot control it. Just laugh, laugh, and that's it. And the way it comes, just let it go. And this is a holy laughter. Why? Because the Holy Spirit has uh, uh, entered into your heart and you are expressing your uh, joy of the Holy Spirit by uh, laughter. Of course, this is also not a good uh, uh, style of laughter. Then uh, when I just thought of all of these, and I think now we are about to finish the sermon, so there is no need to continue, I believe. I encourage you all to laugh. I encourage us all to smile and happy Sabbath, you know. So, but I said maybe let me go to the Bible and see if there is anything that uh, has to do with laughter and smiles. And then I asked myself the first question. Did Jesus really laugh in his life? Did Jesus really smile? It is not mentioned in the Bible that Jesus laughed. And it's not mentioned in the Bible that Jesus smiled. We only read in uh, John 11.35 that Jesus wept. Jesus wept. Two words. But we were hoping that we get another verse which says Jesus smiled. And then Jesus laughed. And then we could have said, here is Jesus laughing and here is Jesus smiling. But he didn't. However, I think we will be uh, unrealistic if we think that Jesus did not smile in his life, did not laugh in his life. However, when it comes to Jesus, when he laughed, 
I think we can uh, definitely, or we can uh, somehow uh, say that Jesus must have laughed. Jesus might have uh, smiled. However, when Jesus smiled, there he put some things in, into consideration that we also might need to put into consideration. First, we ask ourselves, when do you think Jesus left? When did he laugh? In what incident? And then you can say, why? Why did Jesus laugh or smile? Did he laugh at somebody? Did he smile with a way of despising somebody or making fun of somebody? And then who? Who did Jesus laugh with? Who did Jesus laugh at? Who did, I don't know the other adverbs, so I am not sure where to go. However, but we say uh, who, or who was related in the uh, context of Jesus laughing? And then, of course, what? What is it that Jesus really laughed about? When we watch now Facebook and all the other videos and YouTube and all of this, we have many things to laugh about. Recently, I watched and I showed Amal uh, something that we laughed about, something, you know, uh, you have seen most of this, where somebody pretends that there is glass that is being uh, cleaned. So someone comes into right into the glass thinking that there is a glass, so they do it in a way to avoid the glass, so they fall to the ground. Another one is uh, washing his car where there is water to the, to the ground, and the, the other person is coming to hit the water on the ground so that it will, and the person that, that is afraid of the water hits the car uh, like strongly. So the person could have died also if it's not that careful. So the, the reason why, or what is it that we are laughing about, and also where, where are we laughing? And in what, what, what occasion that we are laughing about? For example, are we allowed to laugh here? I think we are allowed to laugh provided that what we are laughing about is not bringing dishonor to God and also is not hurting uh, others around us. I'm not sure I have heard you laughing, by the way, this morning. So uh, did you hurt somebody next to you? Uh, be frank with yourself. And another question is, did you bring this honor to God, this is something also we can think about. But since God knows that we are discussing the issue of laughter, I think he forgave us, even if it is something that is not uh, 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 that uh, appropriate. Of course, there are two that categories of people that you enjoy looking at when they laugh. Guess what? What are two categories? The children and the old people. These are the most uh, admirable two categories of people that you look at and see them smiling. This is when you see a child smiling, you feel that, that really God is, is in control of the earth, that he is really blessing the earth with those children. And then when you see old people, real old, you know, I speak about Maria's uh, grandparents, uh, uh, those of 97 and above, when they smile, especially if they have nothing in their mouth, and they smile, they are really uh, funny. But they smile with sincere uh, 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 the desire. They say, oh, wow, they are enjoying uh, life and they are smiling at life at this late age. I hope that I live that long and I hope that if I were to live that long, I would be uh, smiling still. If not, I don't want to live that long, you know. It's, it's not worth it. Anyhow. So I just read also in Job 9, uh, 27, it says, I will forget, this is Job now talking to God, 
not knowing what is happening to him, I will forget my complaints, I will change my expression and smile. So Job is saying this, now I smile. Then before he even starts smile, he goes, I still dread all my suffering, for I know you will not hold me innocent. So God is punishing him. Job doesn't know what is going on. He said, okay, maybe God, there is something wrong with God. There is something. So let me smile. But when he smiles, he says, oh, he is bad at me and he is not declaring me innocent. So why should I smile? Then uh, Job uh, uh, 10.2, it says, I say to God, do not declare me guilty, but tell me what charges you have against me. Verse 3 says, does it please you to oppress me? to spurn the work of your hands while you smile on the plans of the wicked. So Job is telling God now, why is it that you are so harsh on me and you smile on the plans of the wicked? Why are you leaving them continue with their wickedness and as if you are approving this, not knowing what God has in mind? And in Job 29, 21, people listen to me expectantly. This is now Job is recalling what he used, how he was treated by the people before he was afflicted. And we, we better pay attention to this. He said, uh, I, people listen to me expectantly, waiting in silence for my counsel. After I had spoken, they spoke no more. My words fell gently on their ears. They waited for me as for showers and drank my words as the spring rain. Look at verse 24. When I smiled at them, they scarcely believed it. The light of my face was precious to them. This is when he was healthy. This is when he was rich. This is when he was famous. This is when he was influential. This is when he was their boss and leader. However, when this was gone, people are no more looking at him. People are no more smiling at him. People are no more adoring what he's doing. And I think you have experienced this several times. You are good at your, uh, with your boss. You smile at your boss when you see him. I smile at Pastor Chanbin when I see him. But if it happens that the next day my boss becomes another person, so I go to Pastor Chairman, uh, Pastor Chairman and say, would you please give me my smiles back? I need them intact. And then I smile at the other person who is recently or newly my boss. Uh, you, uh, here are two bosses now, the, you know, Pastor Dennis and Pastor Chairman. So I say, would you please give me back my, my, my smiles because I need them because they were for, were for you when you were my boss. And then when you are rich, this were for you when you were rich. And this is where for you when you were famous. And then when this is gone, you will notice that the way people are treating you is different. And I tell you, I tell myself, if you have met people of this kind, you better be careful with them. I don't advise you to hate them. I don't advise you to treat them back. But if somebody treats you well because of something that you have, whether fame or money or authority, and then if these are gone, you are being treated differently by them in a harsh way, no smile, no kind words, you better be careful of two things, of them and of you becoming like them. We better treat the people the way people should be treated, no matter 
how rich, no matter how poor, no matter how strong, no matter how influential, no matter how unlimited, incapable they are. Aside from that, we are away from that. And then we will move to laughter here. For laughter, well, the first laughter that appears, I think, in the Old Testament is when the Lord came to Abraham and said, uh, uh, you are going to have a child. We read in Genesis 17, 17, Abraham fell face down. He laughed and said to himself, will a son be born to a man 100 years old? Will Sarah bear a child at the age of 90? This is Abraham laughing. But look at what happened next. Genesis 18, 12. So Sarah laughed to herself as she thought, after I am worn out and my Lord is old, will I now have this pleasure? Then the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh and say, will I really have a child? Now that I'm old, Sarah was afraid, so she lied and said, I did not laugh. But he said, you laugh. This is now you ask yourself, why did uh, uh, God rebuke Sarah and did not rebuke uh, uh, Abraham, because Abraham's laugh was a laugh of trust and gratitude, while Sarah's laugh, laughter was one of distrust and disbelief that she is really not believing. But when she gave birth to Isaac in Genesis 21 verse 6, Sarah said, God has brought me laughter, and everyone who hears about this will laugh with me. So God has brought me laughter means happiness, joy, gladness. I am uh, 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 overwhelmed with, 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 with happiness. Not only me, but also those who love me, share the laughter, love, share the joy with me. Then uh, in Job 5.17, blessed is the one whom God corrects. So do not despise the discipline of the Almighty. So now we're talking about correction, discipline. In verse 22, uh, Job 5.22, you will laugh at destruction and famine and need not fear the wild animals. Now, so we're talking about two things, destruction and famine and need fear not the wild animals. Things that we can relate to, I think, in our sitting right now, we are facing some very, very uh, difficult economical situations that we are almost... Uh, we are not in a famine ourselves, but we feel, we hear and see and, and read about those who are really not able to meet their needs. So almost in a famine. And then God is telling us, you need not to fear, even if they are there are wild animals. Of course, with regard to wild animals, Amal will laugh now, you know, because uh, I woke up at night, you know, on campus in places where I feel that there might be wild animals, you know. I hope Khafair that there are donkeys, peaceful ones. But uh, sometimes I think maybe there are some how wild animals, you know, like uh, lions or whatsoever. Anyhow, so God is saying, no, don't be afraid. You will laugh at these, these, uh, these uh, things. You are not going to care about destruction. You are not going to be concerned about famine. You are not going to be concerned about wild animals because I am there to protect you. Job, 20, uh, Job 8 verse 20 says, Surely God does not reject the one who is blameless or strengthen the hands of the evil doors. Two things. So he is with the one who follows him, but also he is not with the, one, uh, the evil doors. He will yet fill your mouth with laughter and your lips with shouts of joy. So here, if you are not uh, certain about whether or not God is supportive of laughter, no, God will fill our mouth with laughter and also fill our, jobs, uh, our lips with joy. And then 
Job in Job 39:5 say, "Who now? This is now God talking to Job, answering his question, and he's asking him some really real questions, but they involve or they have the word laugh in them." Then God is talking to Job and saying, "Tell me, Job, who let the wild donkey go free?" Here is a donkey, Khafair, because Khafair and I are fond of donkeys, you know, and we speak about them and how they uh, hardworking they are. So, who let the wild donkey go free? Who untied its ropes? I gave it the wasteland as its home. So now God is still answering. I gave it the wasteland as its home, the soul flat at its habitat. It laughs at the commotion in the town. It does not hear a driver's shout. So, you know, as you know, wild donkeys, you cannot tame them. You cannot use them. So they are there in the, in the fields, uncontrolled, and they don't care about the sounds that the people, the people use in riding regular donkey. So they laugh about it. They don't care because they are not under the control of the people. And Job uh, uh, 39, 13 speaks about the ostrich. You know, you know this huge bird that does not fly, this ostrich. The wings of the ostrich flap joyfully, though they cannot compare with the wings and the feathers of the stork who fly high. Yet when she spreads her feathers to run, she laughs at the horse and its rider. You know, as you know, the, 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 uh, uh, the ostrich is very fast. I read that it, it, it runs at eight meters every time. So one, one step is eight meters. So the horse, no matter how good the horse is, the horse rider, no matter how skillful the horse rider is, they cannot compete with the ostrich and she just bypasses them and she doesn't care that they are not gonna catch up with her. And then moving to the horse so that the horse won't feel bad, she says, do you give the horse its strength or close its neck with a flowing mane? It laughs at fear, afraid of nothing. It does not shy away from the sword. And this is actually well, something I don't say new to me, but you can just imagine during the time of war with the, with the horses, where did this horse get this carriage from to go into fighting, just to run as fast as they can, and they got clash into other horses with swords, with, with uh, uh, I don't know, I forgot the, with all the weapons that the, the people are using and the horse is not afraid. You know why? Because God has made the horse be this way. It enjoys the war. It enjoys the battle. The battle for the horse is, uh, uh, is the amusement park, is the dream park of the children today. And that's why you'll notice that some people have some interests that they find joy in. Others don't find it that enjoyable. For example, some people would love singing. I know, for example, Roseanne and, uh, and Amy, they both love singing. Luca, I haven't heard him yet. But however, we just patiently wait for, uh, for Amy to sing, and we just uh, imitate her at home. Oh, 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 oh. And we say, oh, Amy did not sing today. So we just, people enjoy, they enjoy just singing. And some people enjoy, I don't know what, enjoy what? Some people enjoy eating, and this is discouraged, by the way. Some people enjoy running. They like to run, just Khafayir, uh, I believe, runs. Some people enjoy uh, uh, writing poetry. Some people enjoy reading poetry. Some people play music. Miss Kathy and her team 
which is growing, by the way, and God bless you. Like, they enjoy playing the music, and it is their fun, and it is their joy. Of course, I don't forget Marisa here, who is also fond of singing. Like Marisa and Rosianne, and yes, Miss Silvana, those triple, you know, when they sing, you can just feel the joy of them singing. They have it. It's fun for them to to sing. So the horses are this way. And then we move about this uh, animal which is in the sea. I hope I will pronounce it Levathan. This Levathan uh, in the sea. And see, would you, would you just uh, think of uh, catching the uh, Levathan with uh, just a real uh, hook? <laughs> it's, it, it makes fun of it. It's as if you are tickling somebody. It doesn't, it's a huge, it's a huge mammal that you cannot catch it with a hook. When you just, when it sees the hook, it makes fun of it. It's as if you are just tickling somebody. And by the way, I forgot to tell you that there is a tickling uh, uh, test after the sermon, so to know who is ticklish. So we will just walk one by one and to see if you are ticklish or not. So be prepared, please, so that we have it in the, in the, in the, in the record, you know. And then, of course, it says, let us break their chains and throw off their shackles. So the kings of the earth are speaking about God. They say, who is this God in heaven? Let us break our, their chains from our hands and legs and let us throw off their shackles. And the one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. You say, how, how dare you or how do you think that you are not within my reach? This is God when he looks at the people who think that they are stronger, who think that they are not to be controlled, who think that God is not in control. And then in Psalms 37 verse 12, the wicked blot against the righteous and gnash their teeth at them. So here are the wicked, here are the righteous. Verse 13, but the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he knows their day is coming soon. It's as if when somebody is walking and running towards somebody to attack them, and there is a hole in the middle. And the person is about to get ready to rush and to jump at the other person, not recognizing the hole that is in the middle. So they rush forcefully, and they just go with their, all their might. And before they reach the other person, they fall in the, tra in the trap. Who sees that? It's God. Who's afraid? The other person. How this other person cannot be afraid? If he trusts in God. So if I and you trust in God, we should not be afraid of anything that is around us. And God is giving us a test, not the tickling test, but just the trust test. How do you feel about what is going on right now? Are you worried? Yes, we are worried. Are you sad? Yes, we are sad at what we see. Are you afraid that one day we might not find food to eat? Who knows? I'm not giving answers, by the way. But this is at least, it shows how your trust scale is. We need to trust the Lord. We need to keep trusting the Lord. Psalms 52 verse 6, the righteous will see and fear. Look at this. The righteous will see and fear. They will laugh at you saying, here now is the man who did not make God his stronghold, but trusted in his great wealth and grew strong by destroying others. So we look at those who are not fearing God, destroying others. What will your reaction be if you see those wicked ones being punished? Will you say, this is good, this is great, 
I am happy for them. Yes, Lord, you are great. Enjoy the punishment that God has for you. Do you think that this is, should be our reaction? No, this is not the intention. The intention is that we know that God is not blind. God is not deaf. God is not away. God is present. God is with us. God sees everything. God experiences everything that we experience. He knows what is in my heart. He knows what is in your heart. He knows the situation well. He knows everything better than we do. However, however, when we speak to God or when we describe our fears and worries, we prove that we feel that God is not here, that God is away, that God doesn't care, that God is not interested in us, that God is favoring some people and disfavoring others. And then maybe here we are here asking ourselves, what, what is it wrong that we did that we are in this situation? Why we are not in some other place with better uh, food choices, with better climates, with better settings? And we ask, oh, is it God that is he's upset from us? What is it that we have made God upset from us of? Then Psalms 59 verse 7, the words from their lips are sharp. This is the, the wicked. The words from their lips are sharp as swords, and they think, who can hear us? And then verse 8 says, but you laugh at them, Lord, you scoff at all those nations. If I or you think that we are away, or God is away from us, that he's not aware of our wrong practices towards others, toward ourselves, towards the weak ones, towards the feelings and the needs and the emotions and the necessities of others, we are wrong. God is aware of everything. God is going to hold us accountable for every action and reaction that we have towards everything in life. And when I speak about this, I start by myself. And I assure you that I really start by myself, that God is going to hold me accountable for anything, for every reaction, for every word that I said, for every word that I refrained from saying, from every smile that I smiled that was, not, that was aimless. However, again, to remind you that a smile is contagious and a laughter is contagious. However, people respect a smile more than they respect a laugh, you know. When you smile, they respect you. When you laugh, they have some doubts about you. And also, if people don't know you, and if people meet you in the first time, if you smile, they think that you are weak. I don't know if you have experienced this. But usually, if you smile at a person at the first time, I mean real smile, you know, then some people might think that you are weak, especially being a former teacher. If you smile in your first class at the students, you are in danger. Brian knows this, of course, Dr. Larry and other teachers. If you go to the class with a smile in the first class period, you are in a big trouble. Why? Because you cannot bring your children back to obey you. The advice is to go first serious and take matters serious, you know. And they, you have to make the children see, look as if you are Saul before, before becoming Paul. And then when you are in control, you become uh, Paul and forget about Saul. Dr. Larry will be offended at what I'm saying. Of course, I'm kidding. You know, you don't have to go into the class as if you are uh, uh, a giant who's going to kill people. No, you go into the class with full respect, 
with a, 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 a light smile doesn't make it too long, you know, doesn't make it too wide. Uh, a simple smile with uh, uh, definite uh, guidelines, with definite rules, until your students get used to you and you get used to them and they know what you have in mind and you know what they have in mind and then you can start uh, 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 just going to them. Then, uh, in closing, I go to the fruits of the spirit, you know. It's really, I, I said, uh, how will we uh, just approach the fruit of the spirit in the light of this topic that we have, Galatians 5, verses 22 and 23. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The question is, we are not going to, of course, uh, uh, we are going to spend three hours if we are going to define this and what they mean and how they are practicing. So don't worry. You are going to have lunch on time today, hopefully. This is, you know, it is a matter of just asking. Uh, uh, we are going to read the nine of them and say, can we smile and laugh while practicing this? Yes or no? So number one, can we love while we are laughing and smiling? Yes or no? Yes and no. Yes, you are right. So we, I ask myself, you ask yourself, can we love somebody while we smile at them? I think we can do. Can we love somebody while we laugh with them? Yes. But I doubt that we can love, uh, love somebody if we laugh at them. We, love, we, we laugh with them for something that is funny for both of us, but I think it's not wise to laugh at people. One of the uh, most sad incidents that I see, there, is, uh, there are some friends who are really your friends when you are both together in one place. As long as you are the two of you together, you are friends. And he uh, treats you with full respect. And he gives you good advice if you are younger. And takes care of you and, and treats you and everything. However, when there is a group of people I'm speaking to Malak now because I think Malak knows some people like this, as we usually do. As, as long as this person is the people, he, he picks on you. He makes fun of you. He makes people laugh at you. But you say, we are friends. You were just a moment ago, you are treating me with full respect when we were together. What's wrong? This is not the type of love that we need to show the people while we are laugh. So we can love while we smile and laugh. We can have joy. Of course, actually, joy is a smile. Joy is a laughter. Joy is a feeling that will force itself into your face. Even if you are not laughing, even if you are not smiling, but the person that looks at you will notice that you are really in peace, that you are really in joy. And then peace. Can you imagine peace without a smile? Can you imagine peace without a, a soft laughter about something? And then forbearance. You know what forbearance, when you are patient with the, somebody. In order to be patient, this means that you have something in your heart that is, there is love in your heart. There is kindness. There is something that urges you to be patient, to keep smiling, to keep your smile. The idea is how to keep your smile when you are angry. This is, I feel, I get 0% when I, when I am angry, I don't smile. When I am angry, I don't laugh. When I am angry, well, my ears are red. So please don't look at my ears if you find them red, because this means that there is something wrong. 
There are those who are able to control their anger, and while they are 100% angry, they are 100% smiling. I don't know how they do it, but they do it. So 100% plus 100%, 200%, I don't know, they add or subtract, still I don't know. But there are those who really are really uh, uh, excellent in laughing, where are they, they are sort of, and the, the most dangerous type of laughter is that when you find somebody who laughs at you, no, he la who laughs with you before going into the meeting. And after coming out of the meeting, he comes or she comes, laughs with you again. And then later on, you know that this person who laughed with you before the meeting and who laughed with you after the meeting is the same person who worked against you in the meeting. Uh, by the way, and God is my witness, I don't have any person present in mind here. Actually, I don't have anybody in mind present here. But this is what we keep hearing from others about others. And it's almost 100% sure that somebody says, you are my friend. And after the meeting, he says, you are my friend. And in the meeting that you don't attend, he is your enemy. And you ask, why did you do this? What was it that you, that forced you to act this way? And the, there is no answer except the fact that God is not in the heart of the person. By the way, we could all fall easy on this trap. Don't worry. I'm not away from that. You are not away from that. Maybe you mean it or not. You will be uh, uh, liable to practicing such a very bad behavior. So God, this morning, is saying, don't worry, uh, church family. Laughter is good. Smiling is good. But provided that we know and that we are smiling at something that is good, when we smile, we are not bringing dishonor to God. We are not hurting our friends. When we laugh, we are laughing because there is an inner joy, uh, a sacred a sacred joy in our hearts, and we are expressing it with laughter. I'm sorry if I've taken some longer time. Let us stand for prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we are so grateful to you this morning that you have reminded us that we are not to live our lives gloomy and frowning and sad and looking with anger at people. Actually, a smile in the street for somebody whom we even don't know can be a healing uh, medicine to this person. A smile can soften anger. A smile can create some hope in the hearts of those who are hopeless. So please, Lord, Lord help us to keep the holy smile on our faces, that we look into one another's eye with uh, smiles of hope, with smiles of assurance that you are there, Lord, in control. Yes, this year and more, Lord, has been a tough time. It's filled with stresses, pressure, sadness. We are grieving the loss of our loved ones. We are not sure about what is taking place around the world. Things are not the way we hope for them to be. However, we know that you are in control. We know that you are appealing to our hearts, saying, please, don't be afraid for I am with you. Not only are only with us, Lord, but you want us to also share this assurance with those who know nothing about it because they know nothing about you. So it is our responsibility, Lord, to share you 
with them and to share the hope that you have for them and for us as well. Make us a smile, Lord. Make us a holy laughter to those that we come in touch with. Bless us today and every day and be with us and be with all the churches that are meeting today. And we thank you, Lord, that you have answered our prayers. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a good day.